scrimmage. Here's Cora. Welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. How's it going, good people? It's going great. And Tweet, the Southern Bear. How's it going, Tweet? Howdy ho, neighbor. I don't know how to respond to that, Tweet, so I will say howdy back. Is that is that the right response? Yep, I reckon it is. We both need, live in the same state, right? Yeah, so we all you're, live. You're, in basically, you're basically neighbors. Muscatine versus Ankeny, it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. There's a little southern draws here, here in Muscatine. It's a little different than Ankeny. A little different. I want to make sure that you guys go out there. You download, rate, and review our podcasts. Not all of you are downloading. I need you guys to go out there, download, help Jacob. And the Southern Bear and I get to the Senior Bowl this next year. We missed out on it this year. Had a lot of things that came up. So hopefully we can get there next year. Please help us get there. We are going to get right into our quick hitter. My quick hitter for you guys today is a game I'm calling Who Am I? I'm going to give you guys five clues. Tell me once you think you have who that is. Lock in your answer. And then once we get past uh, the fourth clue, tell me who you think it was. And then the fifth clue should hopefully give it away. So that clear as mud? Yep. Yep. Clear as mud. All right. We'll still miss it. Oh, yeah. There's I don't know. I've got faith in you guys. Okay. Clue number one. I am 25... Point seven year old NFL running back. Next. I had four less receptions than Devin Singletary and six more than Jaron Warren with 34. Do we tell you when we have it? Lock yep. It. Okay. Jacob's locking in after the second clue. Is that is that true? 
I guess so. I, I'm second guessing now my lock in, but I'm gonna hold okay. to it. Okay, I need you to hold to it. Shouts <laughs> honor here. All right, Jacob or tweet. Clue number three. I had 21 less rushing yards than Devin Singletary and four more than Brian Robinson. Keep in mind, Brian Robinson missed like six games this year between the end of the season and uh, the beginning of the year. God damn, I'm, I'm struggling. Okay. Under our league settings, I have been an RB1 one time, an RB2 one time, and an RB3 two times since I've been in the league. That means he's been in the league for four years. All right. Um, I'm going to lock in. I guess I got six clues. Okay. So you guys are both locked in. Jacob, who do you, who do you believe it is? I thought it was Ezekiel Elliott, to be honest. Okay. Is that who you thought it, that was your first guess? That was my first guess, yeah. Yep. Tweet? But I think he's been in the league longer than four years, right? Yeah. Correct. He's been like five or six. Yeah. So it's obviously not him, but yeah. Tweet? Goes, goes to show what I think of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I, God damn. I, I think it's Swifty, but I don't know if he's been in the league for four years. I think it's only three. I think so too. The next clue. Clue five. I I said five. There's six. I was drafted in the third round in 2019. David Montgomery. David Montgomery. That was my second guess. Clue number six. I was a cyclone. So David Montgomery uh, is the game of who am I? So I I like these uh, kind of blind resumes uh, or or the the guessing game. So. I think I'm, gonna I'm ready, I'm ready for him to get 18 touchdowns or however many Jamal had last year. I think it's a big upgrade there for the the Lions. You pretty pretty much get the same thing, if if not a little bit better and younger. So, yeah, I don't. And he's a, he's don't, a viable one too if Swifty's down. Well, I just don't see Swift's usage really changing based on that. I mean, they're getting a little bit better. I think he's a little bit better than Jamal Williams, and they really like Jamal Williams, and he can serve that purpose. So, tough. All right. We're going to get into our NCAA news. We had Trevante Citizen had a setback after the 2022 season, so that was kind of kept under wraps until this spring news here, so that's not great on an ACL. Uh the University of Cal, they've put together a house of uh, players together. So they've got Ott, uh, newly transferred quarterback Sam Jackson out of TCU, and then three starting wide receivers. Who cares? It's Cal's offense. Not going to be that great. They're all in a house together getting that uh, shower narrative going. You know, a team that showers together wins together. Uh, but Justin Williams Thomas is not in that house. He's not showering with the team. He's not winning with the team. Uh, a couple of the news came out, and he's currently with the threes and fours. So that's not great. I'd heard, 
just like a week ago, I wasn't even sure if he was uh, enrolled. So I, you know, did a little bit of research and looked like he is enrolled now. So he may have not have been enrolled, and maybe that's why he was rolling with the uh, threes and fours. You know what makes this podcast yeah. great? What's we that? Shower together. We, exactly. Every weekend, I go to Ankeny. Or you guys come up here. It's great. Yep. <laughs> so, in other news, in LSU, John Emery, uh, not with the team this uh, spring due to academic issues. Last year, uh, he was also not with the team for a little bit due to academic issues. And there was a lot of rumors I remember flying around that, you know, it was technicality. Some guidance counselor told him to do this. And, you know, he didn't get a chance to do this or that. After a second year of academic issues, I don't think it was a technicality last year. I just don't think he's good at the school. I don't think he takes it seriously. I mean, like the only way you have an issue with like credits and your academic advisor is if you put them in a situation to have that issue. Like you can go online and pull anybody's like catalog of classes and what it takes to get a degree. So, yeah. You know, it took DMAC um, two t- semesters to tell me to stop coming. So I figured <laughs> two years, this guy's got to be done soon. Well, this is his fourth year. Um, okay. but <laughs> well, two no, years I mean, of academic problems. He like, I like the talent and I like the idea of the starting LSU running back, but it's, it's a tough pill to swallow at this point. It was last year and this year I'm probably just out. So if anybody wants him for $5 fab on the college side, go for it. If you think he has something left. And then uh, this came out yesterday, but the Big 12 and the NFL are going to partner to host the first ever conference-wide Pro Day in 2024. The conference announced this on Wednesday, and pretty much here's what you need to get from it. The event's going to be held at the Ford Center at the Star in Frisco, Texas, the the practice facility to the Dallas Cowboys. It will replace the traditional on-campus pro days. The NFL Network will air the coverage of the pro day and the events like player drills and workouts. Got to get that money to help that Big 12 uh, fan base here and uh, compete with Big 10 markets. Trying to find – I will give the Big 12 – credit like this is genius Um, and then off the field the big 12 pro day will offer a job fair to non or and non-football career networking opportunities for the big 12 athletes Um, probably more so for the defenders since no one plays defense probably not a lot going to the nfl so it's going to be more for the defenders but uh i think this is this is amazing great thought process for the um for the ncaa and the big 12 i'm curious do we see other schools go do something like this probably because increased revenue right yep get tv money this is what the nfl wanted too right well and big 12 brought in the new commissioner and this is the kind of stuff we were looking for for from him i mean this is a great idea I just thought, like I said, yeah, it's great. I thought it was question on that. Yeah. What do you think that maybe does to – I think the combine is still important, obviously. You get that invite and whatnot. 
But do you think we may see a trickle effect where some guys may not go to the combine or maybe just maybe we see more Big 12 guys come in, weigh in, get their height, and then they don't do anything at the combine. They're just going to go to that. I think we're already day. seeing it. I think we're already seeing it with guys like sitting out events. Yeah, like I said last week or two weeks ago, I was really bummed to see all the running backs sit out. I thought there, they had there a- were like two running backs that did everything. That was so it. I I'm with Jacob. I think we're getting really close to just nobody goes to the combine. Honestly, I'm starting from what I gathered from people who went to the combine. I'm starting to gather the only good thing that comes from the combine is that's where the legally legal tampering portion starts. And that's where probably that the we'll maybe get to it a little bit later, but the Bears Panthers deal. My guess is it started there in Indy. Well, and it's like why why is the combine important? It's because basically we get viewership on all these guys testing, right? If that's re- readily available everywhere, I I don't know. Yeah, I think that's just going to be. I think, I think every conference is going to do this. I think the combine's like a big deal. But it's more of a big deal, like if you're like an Evan Hull who's looking at day three capital, but I can go there and test in every event and test really well. I'm going to do that. We well, yeah, have more, more eyeballs on you at that point. But like if you if you are if everybody already knows you're Sean Tucker and you got speed, why not just do it at your pro day? And then you can still prove it against other people at your pro day, like yeah, because you, the rest of you know, the Big 12 well, is going to be there. The rest of the SEC is going to be there. Like, Well, and I think Luke brought it up. Is like all the scouts still stopwatch all the players. Like they don't really care about the laser time. So who gives, yeah. who cares? Just do it at your pro day. Comfortable think, environment, all that. I like how, yes, the Big 12 is losing, obviously, Oklahoma and Texas. But they're being – seem to be very progressive with some things, which is very nice to see being an Iowa State fan. Yep. Um especially like trying to bring in those four other teams we talked about last week, doing something like this. Like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Well, if you have these other vehicles that are being developed by the conference, do you, if you're Oklahoma and Texas, do you really leave? Like, okay, here's innovative ways for us to bring money to your schools. Those teams can't even win in the big 12 right now. And they've already, and they're already out for, they've already got the buyout and everything. They're going next year. That's some uh, recency bias tweet about Oklahoma because they've won a lot in the Big 12. Well, yes, but <laughs> but they're falling apart. So that does it for our NCAA news. Jacob, what kind of NFL news do we have? NFL news, I'm not going to go over all the free agent news. Um, the league can look on their own with that stuff. Some interesting pro day news that I do have is Jalen Carter, who in my opinion two months ago should have been a top two player in this draft. He had a bad workout at his pro day. Couple that with kind of the reckless driving that came out. I could see him falling in the draft a little bit, especially considering the Georgia defense the last two years across the board has been kind of crazy talented. And I believe that regardless of talent, a lot of teams are just asked to do their, a lot of players on that team are just asked to do their assignment on the defensive side. And it doesn't necessarily lend itself to like showing you're a playmaker, right? Like, Hey, you got the one gap and the two gap, whatever it is. Um, 
So I could see him falling just because do you really know in a vacuum that he's the best defensive lineman on Georgia? I don't. The the other thing, uh, so he pled no contest to the misdemeanor charges of reckless driving and racing. Um, He was sentenced to 12 months of probation and a $1,000 fine and 80 hours of community service. Yeah. So that's, that's what came of that. So basically what happened during this pro day, like he cramped up, but he came in weighing higher than what Yeah, but I've seen reports that it was only nine pounds higher, and for a defensive tackle, that's nothing. Like, I could be nine pounds higher tomorrow night. Yeah, that dude went out to lunch. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So I I don't see it being that. It just – I think he had a bad workout, and I think people are already a little bit like, is this guy's head in football? I don't know. Maybe the Bears trading down to nine were like, hey, we'll give you X amount of money if you uh, come in looking kind of shitty at your pro day. Listen, I still lean on the side of if he's there at nine or ten for my Eagles and Grimm's Bears, you just got to take him. I agree. Let the cookie crumble how it will. But, I mean, the tape he's put on is pretty phenomenal. Then yeah, the I, think, other, I think you have to take him there. So Yeah, I think you do. Um, the other pro day news that caught my attention was our league's favorite player, Ty J. Spears. He ran a 4.47 and a 4.49, 40 at his pro day. Obviously, that's clocked on you know the stopwatch. Um, it's not a bad time, but for an undersized back, he was 201 at the combine. It's definitely not a good time either. If I was him, I'd have slipped the guy with the stopwatch a couple bennies, you know, a couple hundred bucks. I don't Sam, know if his NIL Sam, deal was that high. So Sam is fast as Jabir Gibbs. This is a pro day. Yeah. Is that all of our news for NFL? That's it. All right. So today, the meat and potatoes of our, uh, body i guess here is going to be recapping the 2021 draft supplemental draft that we had and kind of want to highlight here of you know we think that we're really good at you know picking out players which we all should be because that's why we're doing this we all think we're good at it so here we are at least fun and you know what should we be expecting from our top two round draft here in our next supplemental so we'll go through the first two rounds talk about those a little bit and then we'll do a one round uh rookie mock uh it'll be 12 picks and they will be 12 separate teams so which player do we want to you know have our team be centered around here uh in that rookie draft clear as mud for everybody yep perfect all right, so let's get to it. Round one, pick one, Quinn Ewers. Pick two, Nick Singleton. Pick three, Jaden Blue. Pick four, Luther Burden. Pick five, Devin Brown. Pick six, Adam Randall. Pick seven, Cade Klubnick. Pick eight, Drew Alar. Pick nine, Devin Leary. And pick 10, Travion Citizen. Tweet, 
what are your thoughts there on that first round? Um, I mean, a lot of hit and miss. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's as bad as probably we're going to be as hard on ourselves, but I like quite a few of the picks, but then there's definitely some guys that are, you're really kind of scratching your head on, like, where are we going to end up with these guys? Jacob, what are your thoughts? My thoughts? Um, I don't know. Just looking at this first round and the amount of quarterbacks taken, obviously you, Luke, had a ton of first-round picks last year. I did. And so you were kind of forced to take quarterbacks because you don't really want to. Six? Yeah. So six six out of ten. So, I mean, you're kind of forced to take quarterbacks just because of how valuable they could become in the future. But at the same time, with that many first-round picks, you're really like – drafting a lot of roster cloggers potentially like a quarterback might not play till their junior season. If they're going to an Ohio state, uh, I don't know any of your, you know, Alabama, something like that. So I think my big takeaway is just these high end picks are great, but why would you move into the first round if you're not trying to get a quarterback? Cause the quarterbacks are going to get taken there, but Honestly, like your draft could have been way even better if you kind of faded quarterback and went with skill positions and grabbed, you know, some of these other like wide receivers and running backs that were available. Yeah, I think, I think your first round for sure is quarterback heavy. I mean, it's because other, I mean, otherwise, Luke is really waiting on the payoff like three, four, six years down the road when they get drafted. And then that's when he gets to capitalize on it. But like, they're not scoring points for you in the in the immediate, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, he did take one guy that was a. Yeah, Singleton's a stud. I mean, yeah, I, I mean Singleton's a beast, but like, you look at just if we're singling out Luke's team, you got Quinn. You're not 100 percent sure on him yet. I mean, he did well, take believe, Devin Leary though, which I believe. Tweet your team March right. Team March, baby. Let's go. What do you think, Luke? What do you, what do you, uh, I mean, you had six of the 10 picks. I mean, obviously we're not just, it's hard not to talk about your team when it's that way, but. So I look at the first round and I get uh, PTSD from uh, looking at it. Um, I would not change pick one being Quinn uh, or two Singleton. What I, so my running back one was Jadon Blue. And then honestly, I could have done Jade on Blue than Singleton. It wasn't really going to matter. Um, but I knew that Jacob didn't like Jade on Blue. So from like game theory, Jacob had the fourth pick and the sixth pick. From a game theory standpoint, I thought about uh, doing Quinn Ewers, Nick Singleton, then take Luther Burden. And then if Jacob took Jade and Blue, then it's like, Okay, you have Jaden Blue, and then uh, I was going to take Devin Brown, and then uh, Drew Alar. Had that happen, or then take um, take Drew Alar, and then later on maybe get Jaden Blue. 
But that was kind of like I thought about trying to game theory it, but I was just like, you know what? I've got the picks. He's my running back one. I don't want to chance it. I'm just going to do it. So I took yep. J.L. Blue there, which given all the camp reports when he first got there, I you know, feel like he get catfished there. Not great. Um, but also from a running back, you don't really have to do a lot at the beginning. Like you just no. have to show out the last year, honestly. Uh, but I you'd mean, like to be a junior. Running back, tight end, and quarterback, they can all become like roster cloggers if they don't see the field right away. Yep. That doesn't mean they lose like Debbie value, which is the problem, right? Like yep. wide, wide receiver, it's easy to cut bait with. I mean, if you haven't performed by year three, you're done. Just get yep. him off your roster. So, Jacob, what would you have done had I gone Ewers, Singleton, Luther, Burden? Who would you have taken at four? At four, I probably would have taken. So, I, I feel like just. So I, I was really high on Justin Williams Thomas, which looking back isn't looking great right now. He's my RB two. Uh, so Singleton one, Justin Williams Thomas two. Then I think I had Andrew Paul three, but I f- figured I could probably get those, you know, Williams Thomas and Andrew Paul probably in later rounds. So I probably would have taken Branson at one hundred and four, and because this is post ACL injury for. A- Adam Randall, I would have taken him at still at 106. Which so is I, but to be like completely transparent, Adam Randall was my wide receiver one for a year prior. Like I wasn't going to change that just because of an ACL injury. So. Yeah. And and then that probably would have then, you know, at that point, I would have taken Drew Alar after you had taken Branson. Um which then gives you Adam Randall probably at that next spot. And then Cade Klubnick, assuming he probably still goes. And then Tweet, you're sitting there. Drew Allar is not there. Are you taking Devin Brown at that point? Or or where are you looking? Yeah, I mean, Devin Brown. I mean, my top two last year who I was going to take were Drew Allar and Cade Klubnick. Um, I know our draft kind of got a little funky with the Cade, Cade pick because I had picked Drew before him, but <laughs> that was just a mistake on on an our end. But, uh, yeah, those were my two guys. So, And then from there, I knew I wanted a freshman quarterback. I mean, I think we kind of made it a point. If you want one of these guys, you got to hop in the first round. But yeah. probably Devin Brown uh, would have been my my third guy. Um, and then I could have – I could have – then got Jalen Blue at nine instead of Devin Leary, who I kind of felt like I just wanted a college-producing quarterback who had some NFL upside. And that maybe that's still the case, and I just, you know, bailed a little bit too early on him. And But I don't hate him. Shoulda, coulda, woulda there uh, with I, the first I just thought he was like an okay player. I don't know. Like in that first round, I'm really not taking anything other than like Debbie guys. And – uh had I was also thinking with how the draft ended up going, I also thought about not taking Devin Leary there at 109 and taking Branson Robinson there at 109 and, and yep. chose to go with quarterback just because of us starting three QBs. So even if I would have just taken Branson Robinson there, I probably still feel a little bit better about my team. Yeah. Round two. Uh, one, two, three. I had three 
picked in the second round. It goes <laughs> nine Evan, out of twenty. It goes Evan Stewart, Cedric Tillman, Matthew Golden, Jaden Reed, A.T. Perry, Branson Robinson, Tavian Thomas, Tyler Van Dyke, Justin Williams, and George Petaway. Jacob, what are your thoughts about this uh, second round here? So the one that just stands out to me was Cedric Tillman. Just, I mean, you're talking about a top 12 pick, and he didn't produce until his fourth year in college. And then you're drafting him for his fifth year. The Statistically, he just has a very, very long shot in the NFL. So you're really taking just a guy who has to produce on the college side. Like if you're taking him there in the draft, right? The problem was he got injured and then he didn't. And so to me, that's just like the glaring one that like there's not really a saving grace other than if he can beat statistics and be a top 24 wide receiver in the NFL, which going to be tough. Yeah, yeah going to be tough. Obviously, the reason I took him was I thought he was going yeah. to be the producer. He would have had the highest season, I think. Which he probably would have, but he got injured. So, yep. tweet. What are your thoughts there? That second round. Uh, you know, I'd call myself out. I, I went into the TVD hype for sure. Um, not in love <laughs> with that. I, I personally think I wish I would have went somewhere else with like skill position wise, but that TVD hype was real. So, um, but then I think the other thing that sticks out to me, just Jaden Reed. I mean. He was coming off a really good year, but I didn't love him as a prospect anyways for anything. So. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty high for Jaden Reed. It's looking like it was pretty high for me with Justin Williams-Thomas, even though I was super high on the guy. Yeah. Like, he, he got, like, three carries. Like, what am, I, what am I supposed to do with that? And I thought he was going to Tennessee where not a whole lot of competition. So, does, doesn't look good. And then here in the first two rounds, we have 20 picks. And for all intents and purposes, like, I'm going to call Quinn a freshman. Like, he didn't really do anything at Ohio State reclassified. You only had one, two, three, four, five guys that were, like, supplemental picks um, as opposed to the freshmen side of it so returning college players yeah 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 yep so and honestly something because we didn't like those picks right yeah yeah we didn't the other part is doing all the dive deep diving into the freshman pool this year i hate it in comparison to last year and it's like I think it's I think there are less what do I want to say? Um I don't want to say five star, but like upper tier talent. It's Who's deeper guys. Like guys who are gonna produce on your college side and NFL side, those are I think a little bit fewer and far between. I think there's a lot of like high end Debbie guys, but they could just completely flame out. Yep, I agree. Like there's just guys that didn't uh, there's a ton of receivers who just didn't catch the ball much in high school. That's probably not good for receivers, but they're really athletic and huge. 
So now let's get into our one round mock draft. Tweet, you have three separate teams. I have three separate teams. Jacob has three separate teams. Tweet, you have pick 101. Who do you have here at 101? C2C draft. C2C draft. Cool. All right. So since we're doing incoming freshmen, I think I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take 101. I'm going to take Mr. Arch Manning. Thank you. Our savior. All right, Jake. Why? Okay. Why 101? Why why are you taking Arch 101? Um, I mean, you're you're a Dante Moore fan. (laughs) I know. Um, I'm a diehard Dante Moore fan, but. I don't know. I, I part of me thinks. Are you? Are you? I mean, you took Arch. <laughs> there's, some, um, there's some other stuff playing in with Arch. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, number one, I don't believe in Quinn. Um, so for wow. me, actually, that's a, that's a real personal opinion. I don't believe in Quinn. So I think Arch has a really good shot of coming in and playing. Um, I still think the Mannings like called up Texas and made Quinn shave his mullet. <laughs> it's like the New York Yankees of yes. college football. Yes. yes. I mean, this is the Rockefellers coming to tell you what to do. I I don't I personally I, I don't I want to see Arch play. I want to see what he can do, honestly. Um and I think he's got a good shot. I, Quinn didn't sell me on anything last year. But uh yeah, I think I think he's worth worth the risk at one one. I mean, I don't think he's any more risky than taking Quinn at this point now that we look back at it. I mean, so. All right, Jacob, who do you got at 102? So I'm going to go a little bit safer with big-time Debbie upside. I'll take Cedric Baxter. Okay. Why go uh, running back here at 102? I mean, quarterback, is like no one knows what they're going to be like come the NFL time, I feel like you can project running back and wide receiver a little bit easier, uh, especially running back. You need big, fast ones. Cedric Baxter kind of does both. He's a five-star recruit, I believe. But um, going to a good situation, I just I just don't see a, a way where he isn't drafted, I guess. And so he could put up monster numbers at Texas and still be drafted to your NFL squad. So pick two. I like that here. I am looking here into what I want to do at 103. I'm between quarterbacks, uh, Malachi Nelson and Dante Moore. I really like uh, Malachi Nelson. My only somewhat fear um, is crystal ball. There is uh, Jalen Rashada or not. He's Dylan Rayola. Dylan Rayola. So he is way more talented, and he would take over the job. But if you can get a quarterback that is, you know, tethered to Lincoln Riley, like he's got a great track record with quarterbacks. Um, also, he can, tra- he can transfer for nothing too. 
Yep, he can transfer for nothing. So, like, I like the talent. Um, the other thing is Dante Moore, I feel like, has a really safe floor. And going to UCLA, I think he has a chance to start. I think it's hard for freshmen to just come in there and win the job. But the last freshman that uh, Chip Kelly tied his wagon to was DTR, who went all four years. Not too bad. Um, other freshmen that he has uh, tied his wagon to um, are, let's see here, he had, so you got DTR, you've got Marcus Mariota, who's another one. Yep. I feel like there was one other guy that he had. I'm trying to look up who he's coached, but I feel like there's another one. He's got like. I feel like he's got three guys that he's kind of hitched his wagon to that have all been freshmen um, when he's taken over jobs. So if there's going to be a guy that's going to do it, I think it's going to be Chip Kelly. I'm also kind of curious to see what the uh, Pac-12 looks like offense-wise going into the Big Ten with like those UCLA and uh, USC teams. But here at 103, I'm going to take Malachi Nelson. Oh boy! Take your guy, tweet. <laughs> I thought I thought Luke was going elsewhere, so I was looking at my next guy. <laughs> 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 kind of a dick move, just talking all that talk and then getting to where we're at. Yeah. I, well, I you know I I knew you probably didn't have anything for Dante Moore. I wanted the I wanted the audience to have something. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll take Dante. Um, I just like his chance of, of playing early. Um, I think that offense suits him really well, too. Um, he's literally my my favorite quarterback in this in this class, but uh, I would agree. I was, I was about to draft a about to draft a running back. Maybe, oh, dang, maybe I should have gone with uh, Dante Moore. Jacob, who do you have here at 105? So just to echo, echo what Tweet said, like Dante Moore's highlights are really fun just because he's under pressure all the time and he's still making plays. And so that's something I like to see personally just because if you're throwing from clean pockets, I mean, what you're playing baseball at that point. But I don't know. I like Dante Moore too. Um, I think I'll take Nico Ayamalieva. All right, Jacob, like getting into the quarterbacks. Jacob's not a big quarterback guy, but here he wants to build around Nico. Why Why Nico here? So I, I genuinely think he has the biggest, like, Debbie upside for the NFL. He's huge. Obviously, he needs to gain some weight, but we've seen it done before with Matt. Matt Ryan came into college about the same weight as Nico Ayamalieva, and then he went on to have a great, you know, NFL career, but – I just think he has all the tools. Um, and if you just watch him, he, he's a much better athlete than I think he, it gets made out to be. Like he's a, he's a top-tier like high school volleyball player, which if you've ever watched men's volleyball, those dudes can jump, they can run, all that kind of stuff. And he can absolutely sling the ball. I like him. All right. Here at uh, 106, I'm going to take Zachariah Branch. He is just fun to watch. He's got to be the smallest guy out on the field. 
he he's gonna get he's gonna have to watch to not get hit, but he is electric when he has that ball in his hands. And being at USC, he's gonna remind you, you know, of kind of like the electricity that Reggie Bush put in that stadium. Like I feel like he's gonna be he, but he's an outlier. Like I don't know what his NFL upside is. He's definitely going to be a college guy, and right. hopefully you get NFL upside. I'm a little hesitant to take Branch here, but like I just think he's going to make he's going to be an impact on the college side for years to come at worst. And hopefully you get the next Jalen Waddle type guy in the NFL draft. What do you uh, guys think about Branch there? He's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't like it's it's tough to project the next Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill who I've seen seen him comp to, just because they're so rare. But like Rondell Moore played one season in college, he was so fun. Yeah, yeah, I I love him. He's he's gonna be fun. I don't I don't know if he's gonna play this year. I'd like to see him with Caleb, but. God, he's going to be fun. Tweet, who are you going to take care of at 107? All right, I'm going to go Ruben, the main man, Owens. All right. Like him. I think he's – I mean, he's one of those track athletes too. So I I do enjoy watching him and – Honestly, I think he'll be all right for Texas A&M. I think they they can use him. So, I think that that what or that running back room has opened up and given Ruben Owens an opportunity there. Personally, for me, I think there is Cedric Baxter at the top, and then a drop off, and Ruben Owens might even be in my tier three of guys. He just doesn't seem to be that limber. Um, but there's probably one. Uh, two running backs I might have above Ruben Owens for me personally. Jacob, who are you going to take here at uh, 108? I think I might have to go Jackson Arnold, another quarterback. All right, Jackson Arnold going to Oklahoma. Super productive, can run a little bit. I mean, going to Oklahoma, which obviously doesn't have Lincoln Riley anymore, but still pretty high-powered offense. I mean – yeah, I just – I like him as a player, and then he's going to a pretty good program. So I think it's worth a first-round selection. I think you are correct. I really like Jackson Arnold. Uh, people at 24-7 actually have Jackson Arnold as their QB1 yeah. over the other quarterbacks. The uh, services are, like, a little bit – I don't know. Like, some people are way higher on some guys, and some are way lower. Jackson Arnold just kind of hovers around that top – four to five, and so I kind of – I mean, it tells you something, right? Yep. I uh, I really like him in that levy offense, run and gun, high-powered, high-octane, and then he's going to go to the SEC. So he's going to have that SEC bump yep. by the time he gets to play in there. I think here at uh, – let's see here – 109 – I think I'm going to hitch my wagon 
to somebody who's getting a lot of hype at Texas, who I think is going to be that next wide receiver up to take Xavier Worthy's spot in Jonte Cook. Um, not my wide receiver one, but I like his – my wide receiver one, I probably won't even draft him in the first round, is Jaden Greathouse just because of his situation. I'm not sure exactly on his NFL upside, but he's a big guy, returns punts. He's more of a kind of like a Keenan Allen type possession guy. He's really huge, like he's big, and he has definitely the best like he's the most polished wide receiver in this class in terms of like you can just watch him. Like the routes he runs, he like creates separation pretty easily, and that's pretty rare at his size. But I'm going to take Jonte Cook. He's uh, getting a lot of – he's in camp already, getting a lot of praise. And he's going to be with Arch Manning uh, in two years when Arch, you know, comes in. So I think getting a wide receiver in the uh, Sarkeesian offense is always a good idea. So I'm going to go with Jonte Cook there. Tweet, who are you going to take at 110? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Not ready. <laughs> I didn't know how many numbers we were going through. I didn't look at the show sheet. Anywho. Looks like 12. So not that many. <laughs> <laughs> well, we so we have 10 people in the league. That's why I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So, Tweet, I'll give you some extra time. Uh, I would like the league to know that I just won an Anthony Richardson Signed jersey. How much? Uh, $67. Ooh. It's going up in April. So I'm... Uh, you got to flip that thing. I am pretty pumped about that. So can't wait. I mean, I don't really want to have the talk with my wife yet, but... Eh, whatever. I, mean, I have cancer. Like, Right. Give me a break. This is... <laughs> It's my cancer present. Yeah. Woo. All right. Keep, keep blaming it on something. Yeah. All right, Tweet. I've given you enough time. You should have been able to pick somebody here by now. I'm uh, I'm literally just going to – I'm going to go out on a limb. Do it. I don't know. I, I, I've seen a lot about him. I haven't really watched much on him, but I kind of like him. I don't know what has me geared towards Nebraska, but I want Malachi Coleman. Malachi Coleman. Malachi Coleman. Wow. All right. I want that. I want that guy. That hometown guy. I think Nebraska is a great spot for him to just kind of roll in and probably start playing pretty early. And then you got outside chance at uh, what's his name. Uh, Rayola. Rayola. Yep, if he comes there, that'd be great. I mean, I think, like, just height-wise, I mean, he's big. So, I definitely – I like him. And it's probably a little early, but – Screw it. Go get your guy. But, I mean, even at Nebraska, like, Trey Palmer's gone. Yeah, but that's my favorite pick of this draft. To be quite honest, like, like go get your super stud, right? 
yeah, I think, and I and I like what Nebraska's doing. I think in the East, even though Grimm's not going to like to hear this, I think Nebraska could be contending. Oh, yeah. They're going to yep. be more. They're going to be more athletic than like almost every other team. Yep. At skill positions, anyways. Yep. Um, I guess is it my pick? Yep. So I'm going to go with the easy pick. Unlike tweet, I'll take Brandon Innes. I just don't. I just see him producing at Ohio State and probably getting drafted. I don't think he's a top tier Debbie guy, but could he be like a wide receiver too in the NFL? Yes. Could he also smash on the college side? Absolutely. So I'll have to go. He was, he was who I was between. Yep. I got my guy though. That's I will a, go ahead important. and take my running back three, and I will go ahead and take Rogic, Roderick Robinson out of Georgia. Uh, formerly, or yeah, formerly committed to UCLA, then tra- flipped to Georgia. I would have loved him at UCLA. That would have been great. That'd be way higher. That'd be way higher for C two C drafts for sure. Yeah. So that's uh, who I will go with. Um, and then I know you guys are all wondering who that running back three is, and that would be Justice Haynes for me personally. Is he going? He's going to Bama. Yep. Yes. Yep. I don't. I don't uh, mind him. I just know that Bama backfield just always. Loaded. Loaded, and you never know. That's the issue with Roderick Robinson going to Georgia. I mean, they've got two guys in front of him who – supposedly in front of him, right? Like, he hasn't got on campus yet, but they're studs too. And then who do they bring in, like, a year from now, two years from now? Like, it could be crazy. Yeah, It's tough drafting to those, like, schools who can get whoever they want. That's why, like, if you go get your guy – you know, like a, a Nebraska guy, or you go get your your guy going to even UCLA or whoever, like, you might as well, if you're in this league, you might as well go get your guy because he yep. either may not fall to you, maybe somebody else's other guy, or you like, you or gotta go get him. Or he's replaced, or yeah. he only produces one year. I mean, at running back, I really don't want anybody who only produces for me on the college side for one year. Correct. Like, Najee Harris would terrify me, like, looking back in this yep. league, just because I'm, like, waiting. My uh, – You got two of them. So I've got running back – I've got Cedric Baxter as my running back one. <laughs> I've got uh, Roger Robinson as my running back two. Justice Haynes as three. Then my – Four is actually Caleb Jackson, LSU running back, big boy. Uh, five, Dontavious Braswell going to South Carolina. And then six would be Ruben Owens. That would be like my top six-ish uh, guys. Jacob, I know you've done s- some ranking stuff. Who are your like top five-ish running backs? So I think right now just Debbie – specific right like because yep. Roderick has his own issues and another guy in my top three have their own issues with like getting playing time but I guess I, would one, put, I guess I would also put Cameron Selden in there if he yeah so number one is Baxter two is um Selden three is Roderick Robinson and then four would be Caleb Jackson after that I'll draft him 
but they got to fall to me, to be honest. Like those are the four that I like for for NFL purposes, obviously. Yep. All right. So recapping, we had Arch Manning at 101, Cedric Baxter at 102, Malachi Nelson at 103, Dante Moore at 104, Nico uh butchered it at 105, <laughs> uh, Zachariah Branch at 106, Ruben Owens at 107, Jackson Arnold at 108, uh, Jonte Cook at 109, Malachi Coleman at 110, Brandon Ennis at 111 and Branson Robinson, or uh, yeah, Roderick Robinson there at <laughs> No, that's the guy you can't redraft there. him. Yeah. Same, so, same similar player, right? They just like the Robinsons. Yeah. So that does it for our one round mock draft. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Anything else we want to talk about before we uh, wrap it up tonight? Nope. Nah, I'm good. All right. Well, don't forget to draft your studs. It is that drafting season. So we will see you guys uh, next Thursday night, March 23rd at 9 p.m. Maybe we will uh, – I'm trying to get from what you guys, what you want in the uh, in the league chat. We might do an interview. I want to get a couple interviews. I want to try to drum up some of this uh, freshman – craze that uh at least i'm having i don't know tweet jacob if you guys are having the same craze but uh give me all the freshman talk i can take i, I don't think we should have freshman crazes we can get in trouble for that we're old <laughs> i'm on to 2024 freshman so we're going early <laughs> getting in a lot of trouble well again don't forget to draft your studs go out there and plant your flags good night roar see ya